0: You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show.
1: How much money would you spend to generate leads? If you had, let's say 500 bucks to get started out with, what would you do, Gary, if I moved you from California to Indianapolis, Indiana? What would you do in order to try and close some deals? The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by ASRIA, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit ASRIA at www.asria.org. That's visit ASRIA at www.azrei.a.org. Hello, welcome to the show. We Love Equity family. Thank you for being here. Once again, it's Marcus Maloney, and I have an excellent guest that I want you to be a part of and share in this conversation between me and Gary Boom Boomershine. And we'll be talking about some marketing tips, some marketing strategies. We'll be talking about what he's doing. And I think you really need to listen because this guy has mailed over 85 million pieces of direct mail. Yes, you heard me say 85 million pieces of direct mail. So if you wanna learn about marketing, you wanna learn about cold calling also and not just direct mail, I think you need to pay attention and listen up. As you can see, I'm not in my normal studio, not in the normal setup. I am here in Illinois. We got some properties that we're going to be walking, that we're flipping and everything like that. So I needed to set up something a little bit different on today. And I really wanted you guys to hear from Gary. So Gary, Gary, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Super excited to be here with you and your loyal
2: followers. And I think we'll have a lot of fun. I know we'll talk, definitely we'll talk a little bit about direct mail and at the end of the day, how to get in front of the right seller at the right time. But I also think we can talk about where the market is and strategies. And maybe for some of the new investors, I'll give some tips of exactly what to do and some lessons learned. And also for the extremely experienced investors, sort of some of the things that I'm doing and where the market's going and yeah, let's have a lot of fun. I've been really excited about this particular podcast together and let's rock and roll.
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect. So Gary, for those who don't know me, shed a little light, give us a little background about who you are, how long you've been investing, and what you can share with us on today. I know you talked about the market and everything like that, but who are you? Who is Gary Boomershine?
2: Yeah, so uh, great question. So I, I found out a year ago that I'm an OG. I guess that's called an original gangster. <laughs> and you have been around multiple, multiple market cycles, I guess, which I have. And done a lot of different deals. So my background, I grew up in, I'm from California. I uh, grew up in the San Francisco Bay area. In fact, my parents had a real estate brokerage and we were buying rental properties and all of us kids learned the business. So I was a licensed real estate agent three weeks after turning 18 in 1987. Wow. And And actually I basically paid for college by door knocking and cold calling. And we had a rental... You know, pool and dad basically said, Hey, here's a paintbrush and a bucket of nails and go to work. And so I, I learned real estate. I really didn't think, Marcus, that I was going to go do the real estate thing. It was Silicon Valley, it was just popping up and it was the kind of going into the dot com internet age. Okay. I, got a, I got a computer engineering, more of a software and database analytics background as uh, UC Davis. And my wife there, we've been married now 27, coming up 27 years with two daughters. And actually loved it. I ended up getting recruited out of 25,000 people at my college, university. There were two of us that got recruited to Anderson Consulting. Today, that's Accenture. It was was really, it's the number one management and technology consulting firm in the world next to IBM. And it was awesome. Learned a lot. I was there for about five and a half years on the... Yeah, I worked. Gosh, I learned a lot, but I was working 80 to 90 hour weeks. So wow. I was traveling everywhere, but I never actually, actually saw, saw sunshine. Did that. And then I'm like, I don't want to swap hours for time. I actually want a life because, you know, they, most of the people that left, left in body bags pretty much.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm
2: like, I'm going to go into the cushy world of sales, enterprise sales. And so I ended up, I did four software technology companies selling solution selling, which is selling 500,000 to $5 million plus software, stuff that sits on a CD <laughs> electronically, right, right. Okay. And, then, and then selling it to senior executives. It was awesome. I traveled all over the world. In fact, uh, one year, 2003, I was 180,000 miles on United. And wow. I, my wife and I, we had a two-month-old baby. This is in 2004. I picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and learned about passive income, about if you had a passive income mailbox money that was greater than your expenses, you were considered wealthy. And if a light bulb came on, my wife and I said, we had, we're not going to have a a life doing this. And we also went through one of the dot-com, one of the companies that I was employee number 12 and went public, (laughs) cover Fortune magazine. And on paper, I was worth seven and a half million. And then it was right through the dot-com explosion. And found out that I, you know, the stock dropped. I didn't sell. And then I found out I had this huge, like, million dollar plus uh, tax bill. And my wife and I literally came together and said, let's just go back to what we know, which is real estate. Both of our families are real estate people. I burned the boats. I burned the boats. I did the Napoleon thing, right? No looking back. Quit my job May 17th, bought my first house in 2004 and never looked back. And so I love real estate. This is such. A great business, but one of the things I'll tell for everybody that's following my story, because it's really not about me, real estate is one of the only real asset classes that even Warren Buffett says a true real estate investor is somebody that has money. They buy a physical asset that's called uh, real estate Mm -hmm. to be an apartment, single family, and then they hold it for the long haul. And they take all the advantages, including tax advantages that almost no other industry has. And, but a lot of people get lost because they actually are not real estate investors. They're real estate business owners. Fundamentally okay. different. And so a real estate business owner, so if, if people are wholesaling, if they're doing fix and flip, they're doing rehab thing, which is transactional, right? They're buying yeah. it. They're doing work. And then they get a one-time fee to be a listing, a real estate agent, too. That is, that's, that's great, but that's a business operator. And every business operator or business has to have a CEO. And yeah. I always tell everybody, if you're a CEO and you're doing $10 an hour work, you're going to have a $10 bank account. So I think one of the things that I've learned is that I'd share with everybody is you really want to get clear on the why, not the how. Cause a lot of people get lost and a lot of people get into real estate for passive income and do nothing and then get excited about wholesaling or whatever the very true technique might be. And they get lost and they create a JOB for themselves. And I call a JOB one time transaction just over broke. Right. Mm. And so get really clear because there's real estate has truly three buckets. There's cash now, cash flow and cash later yep and people that are thinking properly from day one not about wholesaling or fix and flip or whatever it might be or buying rentals or apartments it's about those three buckets when you get crystal clear what real estate can do for you and then you're focused on it if you want to be a general contractor or a builder you don't just have a hammer in your tool belt you actually have a team or you got all kinds of different power tools and things you don't just go in with a hammer I see a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm going to do wholesaling first, and then I'm going to graduate to fix and flip, and then I'm going to go buy rentals, and then I'm going to go to apartments, and then ultimately lending." No, you could actually do all of it if you're super clear as to what real estate is going to do for you. So,
1: absolutely, and and you hit on some some very key things right there, Gary, because a lot of people do have that mindset of, "I got to take it one step at a time. I got to go from." X to Y, then to Z, and then out of the rat race when you can work on multiple things at once that will help you exit out. And that's one of the things that I use. I started with the wholesaling and then I found out exactly that it's transactional. It's like if you're not out there doing a deal, if you're not closing, you're not making any money. And if you're not making any money, you're not putting food on the table. And I learned that hey, you know what? I can take this money that I'm making from the wholesales and use that as down payment on some passive income property. So then I was like, okay, I woke up and I was like, okay, let me take this money and let me just start buying rentals. And now if I don't close a deal or if I don't close a deal in three months or whatever, we still have rental property income that's coming in that sustains us. And honestly, that is the most consistent money that there is out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I will, and I think this is relevant for everybody, whether they are just getting into the business or they're super successful. I'm in a lot of masterminds. I know a lot of people in this industry and I have seen lots of trends, including for myself. Cause by the way, I made a lot of mistakes and I still make a lot of mistakes. But here's, here's some fundamental things. Number one is, is be focused on the passive income. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to, I want to put two or four or $10 million into my bank account. Or I, I want to do 100 deals a year, 200 deals a year. I want to own 10,000 properties. It's not about the big number, it's about what you net. And yeah. ultimately, what I've seen is almost everybody I've ever met that gets into this business, they're looking for financial freedom and are looking for a life, right? Uh-huh. They're either in a blue collar job or they lost their job or somebody like me who absolutely was miserable working for the man and we're looking for financial freedom and a life. And it's really about the passive income mailbox money, which means you do it once and then you have a lifetime of residual. And that number get crystal clear up front because it's not a big number for most of us. It's somewhere between 10 and 20,000, 10 and $30,000 a month. So focus on that second thing I would say
1: before you move to number two Gary let's let's talk about number one because a lot of people do lose that focus they like you said it's blue-collar workers people that's coming in they saying hey I don't like my job I want to spend more time with the kids but then they then they see the sexiness of fixing and flipping or wholesaling or something like that how do we outline how much money we need each month in order to have that truly, wealthy lifestyle to where we don't have to go anywhere, we don't have to do anything, and we know that, hey, our mortgage is going to be paid, we're going to have food on the table, lights, et cetera. How do we come up to that number and find out that number? Yeah,
2: most of us can do it on the back of a napkin, and you could probably do it in five minutes. You look at yep. kind of what your current expenses are, and you add a couple of vacations to it, and no, you know, especially if you didn't have a car payment, some people like I like driving cars that are free. I used to have the fancy cars for me. I just want to I don't want to be a slave to the lender. And I'm a faith based guy, by the way. I may actually come out with all kinds of quotes, but I didn't come up with the quotes. There were two thousand. Hey, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a faith-based <laughs> guy, too. So we're on the same page, my
2: man. Right. It says don't be a slave to the lender. So, yeah. right. That's number one. Number two. Is King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun, which means don't reinvent the wheel in real estate. Everything that has been done has been created. So a lot of people, including myself early on, if I wanted to reinvent the wheel, do it faster, better than everybody else. It's like, no, just find something that works. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that's doing it in the current market. Because I want to talk about the real estate cycle, too. We're in a very interesting end of the cycle Scenario. Yeah, been the same. It's been the same way for well over a hundred years. So you find what works and replicate, it, make money at it, make it work, and then make it better as your own. Right. So if you're a wholesaler, it's like find somebody that's got that wired, repeat what they do, and uh, and then and then go make it better. Because uh, a lot of people they try to reinvent the wheel. They want like marketing is an example. They want to invent their own new postcard, their own new list, the secret unicorn, fairy dust, magical mm-hmm. list. It's like, just go find the thing that works. Everybody will tell you how to make it work, do it, see results off of it, and then improve it. And so I would say a couple of those. The next thing I would say, if you were talking about how to figure out, for me, you, I'm in California. So California, is a, it's pretty expensive, right? We right. say probably twice the price of gas. But at the end of the day, like our most important, the most valuable commodity is not the money, it's the time. So for me, I want as much time as humanly possible to see the best results. So I would rather go to Maui and I travel last, let's see, I'm going flying off the month for a week next week to go fly fishing. And I like, it's expensive. I go three days on a guided trip and professionally. They feed yep. me lunch and all that stuff. So you figure out, okay, what are your basic expenses? And we got a car and you got a house and college education. And for most people, that's, that's going to typically be between 10 and 20, 10 and 25,000 a month. So focus on that number. That's a lot easier than trying to figure out some $20 million that you want in your bank account. <laughs> right. It's really about it's the net. Now, the next thing I'm going to share is remember this, keep the best, sell the rest. So I, especially if we're in the continual game of finding houses, maybe as a business operator, some people may be an investor where they're looking for one to two or three houses a year. But if you're looking for more, a property a month or 10 properties a month, keep the best, sell the rest. And the sell the rest is, especially in this market right now, it's like you find a property, like if you can actually, it, it makes sense, the numbers work, You can sustain a downturn or what have you. It's like, I think we're going to see a very interesting change in the market here in the coming months for the next 12 months with where we are in the cycle. I think we're going to see a change in a lot of the areas of the country, but I think we're going to, for people that can actually buy right today and then hold those for the long haul, they're going to be very happy because we're going to probably see an inflation that we've never seen before. So a house that's like, oh my gosh, it's a million dollars today in ten years. I could see that house worth ten million. We all of us are going to want to ultimately have some physical assets. Physical assets are like loans, first position notes, or ownership in a in a property that we can hold for the long haul. Right. But again, for today, it's the best. Sell the rest. What does that mean for me? I might find some deals. I might keep one or two because. Those are properties I want to hold for the long haul in my portfolio. And then I may wholesale a few out. I might fix one and flip it. I'm not doing a lot of that right now because of where the market is. Right. I love wholesaling because you can find a property that you get at a discount and I can assign it to somebody else and make a $10,000, $50,000 profit really quick. And so I take that money. That's my cash now. My mm-hmm. cash flow are typically things like rental properties. And then my cash later is that appreciation, somebody else paying the mortgage, paying that down, and then the appreciation that I get off of it. So cash now, cash flow, cash later. And I do that by keep the best, sell the rest.
1: So let me ask you this, Gary. So for people that are, because I know we're familiar with off-market deals and marketing and finding the best deals so we can go through the process of keeping the best and selling the rest. What strategies are you using? I know we talked about the 85 million pieces of direct mail. A lot of people right now are saying, hey, you know what? Direct mail is dead. Nobody's using direct mail. What do you say to that statement?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So typically the people are saying direct mail is dead as they're trying to sell some other widget, right? So they may actually, and by the way, direct mail, let's just, I want to back up on this because we're either going to find, we're going to find Off-market deals or on-market deals? On-market deals, I want to start with that. And there's a time for on-market. On-market means on the MLS, multiple listing service. A realtor has it. It's listed on the multiple listing service, or maybe it's a HUD property, or maybe it's a bank foreclosure. We're going to buy at the auction. That's on-market. This is typically not the cycle for that. It's, It's 2009, right? When the market collapsed, we started the cycle over, 2009 to maybe... 2013 that was the market nobody needed to do direct mail right but that's not where we are in the cycle so most of us are doing off market which means we have to go direct to the seller now with off market you either go to the seller or they come to you so there's i call it push pull i'm pushing out to them or pulling them in okay okay and i It was Tony Javier had another name for it. He does a lot of TV ads. So that's so you could do radio or TV or online, Google, Facebook marketing. That's where people see your ad and they're coming to you, or Mm -hmm. we're we're going direct to them. I've focused on going direct to them, which means you can go direct mail, you can cold call, you can do broadcast texting, you can do door knocking, and that's something that. I like because it's repeatable, it's scalable, and it's super predictable. So direct mail is time-tested and it's a numbers game. And so I and it's pretty easy to do. Another option that I know a lot of people will do is TV and radio where you're getting people to come to you. And and so that's not my specialty. So okay. on the direct mail side that I can talk about is in a lot of areas of it, a lot of the areas of the country, it still works. In some areas, it's extremely saturated. So like if you're in California right now, if you're in Phoenix, mm-hmm. you got everybody doing direct mail. Absolutely. So, right, four or five, six years ago, very few people, nobody did direct mail four or five pe- years ago. But now you got everybody and their brother and mother and the hairdresser and the barber, everybody's getting into real estate, right? They're going to a seminar just like they did in 2006 and 2007 and eight. Everybody says, oh, direct mail. So it really is where you are in the country. And there are certain areas that are more saturated than others. So California, Phoenix, parts of Florida are pretty saturated, which means, you know, you're going to have to spend more Mm -hmm. to get enough people to come to you to put up their hand in order to close. So it's, but here's the thing that's interesting. It costs more money. We, We call that cost per deal. So what is the, the two most important things that everybody doing any kind of marketing needs to know? What's my cost per deal? And then what's my profit per deal? Yep. And what's the return on investment? And so, you know, what I found is that the cost of direct mail has probably uh, cost per deal has gone up, but the profits per deal have also gone up in a lot of those saturated markets. So you've got to spend more, but you're typically making more in this hot market. And, and so in California as an example. You're going to probably spend five to $7,000 per deal. And it could be, if you're in San Diego, it might be 10 or 12 or 13,000 in marketing to get enough people to respond to you to end up closing a deal. If you're in say Madison, Wisconsin, it might cost you like 800 to 1200 bucks. But if you're in San Diego, your average profit per deal is going to be probably 70,000. You're in Madison, right. Wisconsin, it might be eight. So what's mm-hmm. my ROI? And what I'm finding is today, most of the return on investment is about three to $4, three to four X. So you spend a dollar on marketing, you get a three to four X response or a return, return. on investment. Yep. In a more flat market and more normal market, it's usually about six. And that's, by the way, if you're a wholesaler, if you're just a wholesaler, you're, you're not very experienced, you're making a crappy low ball cash offer, as opposed to knowing how to make multiple offers and really skilled on sales, you're going to probably get a kind of a traditional three to four X uh, return on investment. I know that I gave a lot of data. People's heads are probably spinning, but it's very much a numbers game.
1: (laughs) And, And you're right. It is absolutely a numbers game because I look at it this way. Especially when you're in multiple markets, like you just explained, your cost per deal in Phoenix is going to be completely different than your cost per deal in Madison, Wisconsin. But although it costs more in Phoenix, that deal, once you get that deal, you're going to get a larger profit versus in madison wisconsin so a lot of people and i still hear this quite a bit from a lot of people saying hey you know what direct mail is dead direct mail is dead everybody's doing text messaging cold calling you know and you know online search and i tell people marketing is cyclical just like the market you know you'll have yeah. direct mail hot for a season and everybody stopped doing i mean everybody stopped doing that and started switching to something else but if you remain consistent And what you're doing, you're going to be consistent in getting those deals.
2: Yeah. Here's something interesting. I find people are very much like plankton. Plankton is just if they're in the sea and they're moving from one thing, one shiny object over to the next. Yep. Yep. And so here's what I'm seeing. I see everybody's been talking about cold calling and texting. Oh, the new thing is cold calling and texting. Oh, by the way, we do cold calling for a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. and and then the broadcast texting we can do, everybody, what I'm seeing, is starting to shift back over to direct mail. A, because they're finding that cold calling and text messaging is not the holy grail that they yep. expected. The second thing is it's probably going to be outlawed here within the days, weeks, and months ahead of us because like text messaging, broadcast text messaging, they're changing the laws like yesterday. Absolutely. So a lot of people are we're also seeing that that people are saying, oh, you know what? The results are, are not like what everybody thought. Here's the second thing I want to share for everybody. You got to market. Marketing is a ret- return on investment. It's not an expense. If you're not marketing and you're not talking to people, you have no business. It's just a glorified hobby. And most hobbies don't make money. That's right. So you have to market one way or the other. The other thing is you got to pick one. And then you got to do it and then you got to stay consistent on it. So a lot of people will do direct mail and they will do it all wrong. They won't do enough of it. And then after three weeks or four weeks, they'll quit. And then they, and they were what I call three feet from gold. There's a great Napoleon Hill foundation book called three feet from gold. Most people that do these marketing things are literally three feet from gold. They almost are there, but -hmm. they got one thing wrong. So marketing you is is all marketing is is to get somebody to put up their hand and say, I'm interested. And you need enough of those in order to make get enough people that are actually qualified that really are not just tire kickers. So you could talk to them and follow up with them to close a deal. It's really a numbers game. And people also forget Marketing and sales are hand in hand. You can't, most people don't actually want to talk to people. They want to buy some system. They want instant gratification. Yep. They want yep. push button. At the end of the day, this is a human interaction business. If you're not talking to people and building a relationship, some trust and a solution to the seller's problem, you'll never get the deal. So people will do some marketing and they'll skip that human interaction part. And so you have to do both. You got to marketing should be easy. It should be push button. But the sales piece is you got to be on the phone talking to sellers. you got to be interacting with them. And what I've found is any of these approaches, it's a follow-up game. 90% of all deals after the sixth interaction with the seller. And less than 10% of anybody follows up more than twice. So let's get that again. 90% of the profits come after the sixth interaction and less than 10% ever talk or follow up more than twice. So those people that are making money today, hands over fist, and they're doing the marketing, and then they're doing the follow-up. follow-ups. Everybody else is not. And so there's
1: a formula. And Gary, real quick, people are looking for that low-hanging fruit because it's always glorified. Get in and get your first deal in 30 days, make five grand in 30 days, make 50 grand in 90 days. So when that doesn't happen, people say it don't work. And, and I see it time and time and time again, where people, yes, it's great to diversify your marketing but you have to wait until you have identified what works for you first. So people want to jump in and they want to say, okay, I'm going to do direct mail. Then they run that for a month. And then they say, okay, let's expand to cold calling. And they'll run that for a month. And then they'll let's move the text messaging. All of that, those marketing strategies are good, but you have to dedicate yourself to one first. You know, you got to make sure you got the systems and the outline for one first before you start expanding into these numerous different platforms. And that's one of the things that people do is don't follow up. You know, we have a system where we follow up with people for 365 days. Yes, some of it is automated, but a lot of it is, hey, my leads people jump on the phone and you're calling because the best interaction is that live interaction. Is that safe to say?
2: Uh- it is. It's the live interaction. It's the live human interaction. It's just a conversation. In fact, when people sign up with realestateinvestor.com, I actually, we give them, if they're part of our done for you services, we actually, I built a course. It's a, it's more than a course. It's a month long certification and compression coaching around how to, how to do the sales thing. We found a lot of people can come in, but they break every rule ever known to man around selling. Mm -hmm. For instance, there's a rule in sales he or she who who speaks first loses. What that means is most people come in and they give some crappy offer, low ball single offer to a seller too early. And they don't realize the seller's not ready. So it's basically a little bit of a delay. And I always tell people marketing generates leads. The sales process is what you got to establish and you got to follow up. Give you a perfect example. My house, I just sold a house and netted seven figures in California. I held it for 10 years. That came off of a lady called off of a letter, sent her a letter. She called to be taken off the mail. She was concerned as to why I was mailing her. Most people never even call those. Those are some of the best leads, okay? Called her back, had a nice conversation with her. I put her on a follow-up letter. Three months later, she said, hey, are you still interested? How soon could you be over? I'd like to sell my house to you. Now, this is a lead to me in because I don't care. All the marketing is is to get somebody to put up their hand. You gotta talk to people. Found out that my wife was in a Bible study group with this lady. Wow. And her house is also in foreclosure. Right. At that time, she was actually in a distress situation, but she didn't know who I was. And so got on the phone with her, had a dialogue, just a conversation. Three months later, she called me and I bought that house creatively. So that's Most people, they don't realize, I I tell everybody, marketing is one of the oldest, second oldest uh, professions in the world, right? Marketing generates leads. And there's no such thing as the ultimate motivated seller. Everybody's like, oh, I want the motivated seller list or the motivated seller postcard. And I always tell everybody, there's no such thing. (laughs) You can get the, the list is important but it's not the most important thing. You can get improvement off of the list. You can get improvement off of the words of the postcard, but it, the most important is your ability to get on the phone, have a conversation, have some sales skills, and then do some follow-up. Everybody that calls should be a lead. I want to tell another, story. some of the angriest callers off of marketing are going to be the best leads and deals. I tell well, this story because.
1: Yeah, explain it Gary. Yeah. So people can understand. Okay, so
2: years ago, I got one of the angriest voicemails I've ever had It was a fireman. His name was Dwight and literally almost threatened me over the phone. He was so angry. Well, I know because I'm a sales trained in sales background that, okay, something's going on. See, they're not angry at us. There's something else that they're angry about. Yep. Usually it might be fighting over money. They may be in a divorce situation. Well, it turned out I called this guy and his wife was in jail for embezzlement. They were going through divorce and they had a million dollar lien against two of the properties that were mostly free and clear. And so I called him and he said, who is this? I said, I'm probably, Dwight, I'm probably the last guy on the planet you want to hear from. Now, 99.9% of all other investors would have never called that guy back. I teach, call those, the angrier they are, the better. I called him up and I said, you know, I, I apologize. I'm so sorry. He just can't unleash on me. I said, Dwight, I'm super sorry. Just and I teach this. I this is scripted too. A lot of people have used this and had great results. So after a little while, I said, Market or uh, Dwight, how would you have recommended? Since you don't know me, and I think I have a very specific skill set that I might be somebody you'd want to know. How would you recommended that I introduce myself to you? Should I have waited for you at the supermarket and run my basket into yours? Should I have waited outside your house for you to pick up the newspaper and introduce myself? Or maybe should I have sent like a, a gold bar or a $500 Starbucks card? What would you recommend it? He laughed. And so okay. we ended up talking and he, he, he built some, we, I built a relationship, some trust. And what I did is I created a solution to his problem. I made $241,000 on that deal. And then I repeated it over and over and over again. And I know a lot of our clients have too. So marketing generates leads. It is follow-up and just having the right conversation with the seller that converts. And that is in any business that we're-
1: How often should someone follow up, Gary, for those who don't know, or for, let's just say that, that operator that's saying, okay, we can't find any deals on the MLS. We want to start doing some creative marketing. How can they, how do they know when to follow up? with the person, should it be every 30 days, 60, 90, kind of give us that small little blueprint.
2: Well, historically, 10 years ago, we didn't have technology for this. So we had to do everything manually. Today, you can push button most of that. So realestateinvestor.com is an example. We actually have a software product, CRM, which is really just a software product we call touch that does all the automated follow-up. So lead comes in, And depending upon what that lead response is, it goes into a drip follow-up, a funnel is really, it's a marketing funnel, a follow-up. It should probably last for about at least two years, right? If somebody comes in and say, I'm not interested in selling, we should hold off. If somebody says, I'm not interested in selling today, thank you for calling. In about 90 days is when you should start following up again, slowly, right? Mm -hmm. It should be multi-channel. So, if somebody calls, responds by with an email from a web page or if they dial a phone number, we capture their phone number. And then what we end up doing is it should be multi channel follow up. Okay. We should text them in a follow up. We should l- give them a ringless voicemail that bypasses it, gives them a voicemail, but it doesn't ring their phone automatically. We should send them an email. And we should also have a live phone person we call that a sales ninja that, that calls them basically hey we haven't spoken in a while and just wanted to see if you had any interest in selling your property and some people are saying hey we weren't three months ago we weren't six months ago but yeah. yes we are interested today because here's the thing marketing just gets marketing generates the lead it's the most expensive thing that we do on marketing follow up you can follow up almost free for the long haul very true So, how often should, so you could you know, typically follow up if somebody says i'm not interested but i'm thinking about it you should be following up a lot more often if somebody says i'm not interested you should wait 90 days and then probably every 60 days thereafter for a couple of years because it's at some point it's a relationship trust building and again 90 percent of the profits come after the sixth interaction so software does all this this is where people there's some, we have a software that does it. People get it with our service or they can use it. They're doing their own marketing. They can just use it a couple hundred bucks a month. to different software. I think ours is the best. Lots of tricks. I will give everybody a phone number. You can text message. And I've got some doc I've got guides on everything we've ever learned. And also I'm going to give everybody a free uh, release of my new book, The Freedom Code, but it's basically my gifts of everything I've learned over the last 15, 17 years. And it's just gifts for being loyal listeners and following you. We won't market. You're not going to have us call you to try to sell you stuff, but it's just a whole bunch of best practices that I've learned on how to market, how to build a business that works for you. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about today. Uh, okay. Cause,
1: Cause I know, I know Gary, a lot of people, like you said it, you know, the, the fortunes is in the follow-up and a lot of people again, are looking for that low hanging fruit. They say, okay, I cold called, I did direct mail and I'm just not getting the lead. You know, what should I do? What should I do? Should I continue marketing? And I always tell people, you know, yes, continue marketing, but you gotta go back through those old leads that you have because you gotta dust off some of the dust that's on top of them. And I'll give you an example. We had a lady that was looking to sell. We had her in our follow-up system for about two years. And we would follow up and follow up. And this was, some of it was automated, but a lot of it was manual, you know, just checking in. Hey, Miss So-and-so, we're just following up to see what's going on. If you need anything, please feel free to let us know. And every time she's like, no, no, I'm not ready. Remove me from the list, stop calling me, so on and so forth. And then we got over that hump to where the dynamics of the conversation started to change. And then she was now more inquisitive and curious about who we were what services we provided and then we knew, okay, something is going on to where it changed to now she's curious about us and what we can do for her. And by doing that, we continued to follow up. And we, I mean, we closed the deal with her, which was like 25 grand. And I was just from the consistency of following up. So I always tell people, don't discard those leads. Like you said, those people that's angry and say, you know, don't ever call me again, I'm guilty. Cause when we were doing it, yes, don't ever call me again. Fine. I won't call you (laughs) Marcus.
2: Here's, here's the thing. Here's where people make the mistake. They try to do everything on their own. Yep. And again, if you're a business operator, a CEO, there's a CEO that's needed. If you're doing $10 an hour work, you're going to have a $10 bank account. Here's the reality. Reality is don't do any of this yourself. You have, you buy a system called the crm there's a bunch of them out there on the market we have real estate investor has touch it manages all of that for you you can even have all the direct mail and cold calling done for you the follow-up can be automated and done for you including the phone team that does all the follow-up and qualifying okay you don't want to do that yourself a lot of people they're 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 trying to save pennies that's costing them $100 bills. Yeah. So don't do any of this. All the people that are really making money, they automate it with a push button and they have a phone team that does all the, the, the phone follow up. At the end of the day, real estate investors, what we do should be just going after qualified people that have been, that are ready and working those. So historically, you need about 45 leads to get about 15 of them that are any good. All of us, everybody on this call today should only be working with those 15 because the money is in talking to sellers building a relationship trust and coming up with a solution it's not the marketing is easy you have to pick do you want to do direct mail or you want to do cold calling or do you want to do tv you pick that you give it to somebody else to do it for you write a check so that you can actually be in front of the people that are ready i'll say that a hundred times And most people will still go and try to do it themselves. They're like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. You're spending one way or the other. If you're not in front of the sellers, making offers and closing deals, it's a hobby. There's no money in this business. You have to be in one way or the other. There's a cost, right? You're either doing the marketing and that work and writing the check, or you need to go to a wholesaler or go to a realtor. You're paying the money. If you're going to a wholesaler, you're going to be paying a premium. going to a realtor you're going to pay a much higher premium. premium so there's a cost it's either do you want to make all the money right or do you want to make a little bit of the money and have somebody else do it right decision has to be made
1: so so gary let's take a brief break and when we come back i want to talk about that that newbie that's getting started what should they do day one and continue on in order to reach some kind of success or hit some milestones. So let's take a brief break. We'll hear a word from our sponsors. We'll come right back. And we wanna talk about starting from the beginning, what someone should do.
0: Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry, locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to Batchley.io and use promo code We Love Equity. All right, guys,
1: we are back with Gary Boomershine, who is an OG original gangster, original guy that's been doing marketing and direct mail and cold calling for deals. You know, he's he's done sent over eighty-five million pieces of direct mail out to homeowners. So, Gary. If I am a newbie getting started and, and I want to talk to the newbies for, for one moment right now, and I'm looking at everything that everyone is telling me that I need, I need a CRM, I need a telephone number, I need a Facebook page, I need a website, I need all of this stuff and I have limited money. What should I do in order to get started?
2: All right. So first and foremost, there's a quote that I've had for years. I didn't make it up. It's education without implementation, is just expensive entertainment. So you can listen to all the podcasts and go to all the seminars and all the kumbaya talk. But if you're not actually taking action and talking to sellers, talking to people, you'll never make any money in this business. And I know people have spent a lot of money. So first and foremost, you've got to implement. Second thing is you got to get in front of sellers. You need to be able to get in front of sellers and interact with them, build a little bit of a relationship, build some trust, and come up with a solution to their pain. right, And that comes in the form of making offers, interacting, finding out what they're looking for. It's just a conversation.
1: You have to do that. I understand all of this because I'm I'm playing the devil's advocate. I'm playing the the newbie that has all of the, the excuses in the world. Gary, I understand that. But if I were you and I dropped you off in a city that you've never been in before, what would you do to generate leads? How much money would you spend to generate leads? If you had, let's say 500 bucks to get started out with, what would you do, Gary, if I moved you from California to Indianapolis, Indiana? What would you do in order to try and close some deals?
2: All right, well, first and foremost, if I was brand new, I would probably start with a piece of paper a yellow pad in some paper and i basically know that i know from everybody that are experts i got to basically get in front of i got to get in front of about 45 sellers okay mm-hmm. just 45 leads or ultimately i need to be in front of 15 of them that are qualified which means they want to actually sell and then i'm going to mm-hmm. make offers to about half of them and i should close deals and i'm going to track all of that so i'm going to be relentless knowing my numbers because I, people give up really fast, right? They'll like nope. make three offers, four offers, and then it's like, oh, this is too hard. It doesn't work. This market's unique. It's too competitive. They'll come up with every excuse known to mankind. So it's, it's a numbers game. That's number one. I wouldn't actually market with direct mail, cold calling, texting, radio, or anything, unless you have about five to 10,000 bucks and you're going to actually commit to it for six months minimum. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I'm an expert at it. And anybody that would come to us and say, Hey, we want to put $500 in marketing, I would say you're wasting your money because you have to spend enough money to get enough leads, to make enough offers, and then follow up with them to close and make money. And if you're not going to be committed to that, just go spend more money on education or go watch Netflix because it's cheaper. <laughs> all right. If you're running a business and businesses don't do this, you have to market. To get to do that so if i were going to be dropped off in indianapolis Mm -hmm. i would i mean for me if i didn't have that much money i'd be probably posting some bandit signs i would be looking at i'd I'd be trying to find like the super little niche list and maybe putting out some letters myself even though that if that's the only method it's almost like going to you know going to the casino and, and gambling though right so like if I if I just were brand spanking new, you know, I would just go and put some bandit signs up because I know that that's going to be the cheapest. I got gasoline in my own time just to get the first deal. Then once I got that first deal, I'd, I'd take 100% of the money and put it right back into marketing. Now that I had the 15 or 20,000 off of my first deal, I'd put it all back into marketing because I know that that's now going to generate my next three. Okay. And then I'm going to put a, a good amount of money, probably 20 to 25%, into my marketing to scale it up and then do it again until I actually had predictability in my business. So I could actually do it consistently every single week, every single month. Marketing has a, it's like a pipeline, okay? It's like any other business in the world where you got to invest today for the results tomorrow. And I know that most of this direct mail and cold calling, whatever you do today, you're gonna put money out today on average, direct mail is going to produce most of your results on average in four months. Yep. So the leads that come in today are going to, most of them are going to close in four months. So I want to market for four months in a row, right? Not just today, because I'm not going to see any results for four months. And at the end of those four months, then my pipeline is going to start dropping. So I'm going to month after month after month, because now I get predictability. That's what all of us that are getting Scale that are actually doing lots of deals and getting nice profits. We're, we're being consistent. So yes. if I didn't have the ability day one to do that and commit to it for six months, then I would actually I would just I would be doing what can I do to just get in front of sellers to make my first profit to get me started, and I would not be going and I, a lot of people will spend twenty to thirty to forty thousand fifty thousand dollars on coaching, which so I do believe in. But instead, they'll spend the money on coaching and borrow it and put it on their credit card, but they won't do it on the marketing. On the marketing. And that's an absolute recipe for disaster. So I would say, hey, get enough education to know how to make offers to sellers. The rest of it, if you have the deal under contract, the rest is easy. You can actually have other people partner with you. If you got the right deal, the money comes, the cash buyers come if you're flipping it. So you have to find the deal. I'd put everything that you could into the finding of the deal. And working those leads, get that first deal, and then put it right back into marketing that's most of us do that by the way that that are in this business for the long haul
1: very true, very true, and that's good you know so you gave a brief game plan for those who you know have under a thousand bucks but they want to get started what can they do so Thank you. Thank you for that, Gary. Man, very, very good information. And guys, as you can listen to one of the things that Gary is saying is you have to be consistent and you have to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. And what I mean by overnight is not one month, two months. You know, yes, some people get lucky and hit that gold, that one nugget in the beginning, but in order to to mine those diamonds, you have to do this consistently month after month after month after month. Seeing a return. Yes, you heard me. Without seeing a return in the beginning. And that's where a lot of people fall off and they start aggressively. They go to the guru seminars and they're excited about it. They're pumped up. And once those emotions die down and they start seeing, wow, I spent $2,000, I spent $5,000 and I don't have a deal, I'm going to give up and I'm going to go back to my nine to five job. But the people that really make it are the people that that spend that $5,000, $10,000 without seeing a return. But then the next month, five, month, five, wow, from that $10,000, they make 30 grand. And then from that same $10,000, now there's another 20 grand coming in and so on and so forth. So I just want you guys that are listening to hear what Gary is saying, and that's be consistent, have the persistence, have the tenacity to go through you know, the peaks and the valleys in order to get to the other side.
2: And don't do this yourself. Use, spend the money, it's a return on investment. Have somebody else do the direct mail or the the work and the phone work for you so that you're actually doing the $1,000 an hour work, which is talking to sellers, making offers and closing deals. Most people try to do it themselves. That's a recipe for disaster. So if Kelsey. you're going to do it, just right, just do it. Here's, here's something very interesting. And most people miss this when I share it. Very, very, very few of your deals off of any kind of marketing come off of the first call. When a seller calls in, actually, this is a national statistic, and it's not just in real estate. 3% of your deals will come off of the first phone call. Very few sellers will call in saying, hey, come over to my house. It's perfect timing and buy my house at a massive discount. I'm ready to just give it away to you. Now, right. a lot of people will sell at a huge discount and they will almost give it away at a huge discount where you can make a modest profit or a big profit, but it doesn't come off of that first phone call. You have to take that call and then you do have to interact with them and that you cannot automate that. And everybody... Just like weight loss, everybody's looking for instant gratification. They're looking for push button. They're, they're looking for the fairy, di- it doesn't exist. And yeah. if it does, somebody out there tell me because I've never seen it in all my circles in any profession I've ever been in. You have to do the marketing to generate the lead. You have to follow up and interact with the seller and you should not do any of this yourself. You should only be talking to sellers that are ready. You're brand new. The hardest part for somebody that's brand new is just making sure that this business, their first deal, they get it so they know that the business is real so that they can then scale. That's the hardest thing. I always tell everybody, hey, if you had 10 grand, put it into marketing. Don't put it into coaching. Put it into marketing to get you some wind in your sail. And then you got a real business because it'll make it real. You'll have made money. You'll know that, okay, I can do this and then start scaling it up from there.
1: There you go
2: and let somebody else do it for you. Realestateinvestor.com is one solution. There's lot, you know, you can lots of different w- places that you can go, I'm not just trying to promote us.
1: Well, no, at this, at, we'll, this <laughs> at this time, Gary, because I do want to make sure people have the needed resources in order for them to have someone to do it for them because you don't have everyone that have that time to sit at home and get on a phone and things like that. So tell us about realestateinvestor.com, what services you guys do provide, you know, that way, if someone is interested, they can go there and say, okay, Gary, this is what I have. How can I make, how can I increase this money that I have?
2: Yeah, you can absolutely check us out. I'm going to, you can go to realestateinvestor.com. I have a ton of free resources as well. Our whole mission, like if you, every, I've got about a hundred people on staff, all over the world. We have software that provides things like the mailing list. We can do the direct mail, the phone team. You can click a button and it'll push it over to a phone person to actually call and screen and qualify and see if the seller, a seven minute interview to see if they're ready. We have a lot of services. So we have software and then we have what I call done for you services, which means you want somebody to cold call, you don't have to go hire somebody in the Philippines and train them and manage them and, and keep them busy. You can have us do it for you at a fraction of the cost you want your direct mail done for you professionally by experts you can have us do it for you most people have found like we're better at it than pretty much you know 85 million pieces of direct mail we've got a lot of experience we have probably mailed everything out there known to mankind we know what works better in which markets than pretty much anybody in the country so you could definitely go to realestateinvestor.com i will give everybody a phone number we spent a lot of time. A lot of people have said, gosh, Gary, like all your lessons around marketing of what to do. Like, do I do a postcard? Do I do a letter? Do I yep. do blue ink? Or do I do red ink? Do I do an oversized? Do I do a local phone number, 800 number? And I've got a guide and a whole bunch of free resources. So I'm going to give everybody a phone number. Marcus, you can put it into the show notes as well. Yep. Yep. I sure but, will. But just, but just text this phone number. And I'm going to have you put Marcus in there so we know because I'm also going to give everybody when the book comes out, I'll give everybody a free copy of the Freedom Code that should be out here in a handful of weeks. But just text the number, put Marcus into the message. That number is 925-320-0575. 925-320-0575. This is going to after a couple of minutes after you do that, you're going to get a response. That's the same system that we use to follow up with sellers, by the way. And here's a little trick. When you send a text message, let's say some seller calls or text messages. You don't want it to go out instantaneously because the seller will know that that's an automated response and it kills the marketing. A lot of technology people that have built these follow-up text messages, they didn't build that. So, you know, sellers, sellers realize, like, think about it. You send a text message and you get an instant text message back. Everybody knows it's automated. It's People automated. want the human interaction. So I set that up for you and I've got all kinds of free, uh, gifts and things that I've learned over the last 17 years as, as my, my thank you for, and my contribution to the industry.
1: So guys, if you want this information, remember, text 925-320-0575 and just put Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, as a response, just text Marcus, and you'll get all of this free information from Gary. That way you can know if, you know, what services you need, you can learn from, you know, these tons of years of experience. So you'll know what direct mail piece to use, what colon called service to use, things like that. Gary has it all set up right there for you. So Gary, I want to appreciate you, man. Thank you for doing that for the listeners. Listeners, please make sure you take advantage of that. So Gary, right now, man, we are going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to put Gary on the hot seat. So Gary, answer these questions for me as soon as possible or as quick as possible. And if you need to expound a little bit, feel free to do so. So starting out or starting over, what would you do differently?
2: I would, I would not try to repeat the wheel. I tried to do it thinking I was smarter, and I should have actually early on, I should have, I should have gotten a CEO coach, like we would do any professional athlete or musician or movie star. I would have had a CEO coach faster to hold me accountable, keep me on track. Number one. Number two is I would, have got, I would have gone out faster and just found what works and repeat it because I, I probably spent too long trying to figure things out on my own. Second thing I would say is really understanding the concept of leverage. And most people know the concept of using other people's money, but leveraging other people's time and experience and resources and not trying to do everything myself. I've seen almost everybody in this business you repeat the same mistake. They try to do everything themselves. And you have to understand that real estate is a finance game and it's a game of leverage. And if you're not leveraging other people and hiring $10 an hour people, you're gonna really, you're, gonna, you're never gonna have a life. You're never gonna have financial freedom. So it is a leverage game, okay. leveraging other people because so that's what I'd say.
1: All right. What is one characteristic you believe any high-achieving producer needs to have in order to be successful?
2: Laser focus.
1: Laser commitment. focus. Okay.
2: Yep. Laser focus and commitment. Second thing is you have to know your why and have a pl- and you have to know your why, not the how. Like, okay. why are you doing real estate, and what is it going to do for you? before you start figuring out the how. Everybody, the how is the easy part. You got to figure out the why. Are you looking for freedom of time? And you need to be focused on that. Most people don't even realize there are seven houses, single family houses away from complete financial freedom. So a lot of people are focused on flipping hundred houses a year, right. and making 10 million right. bucks. It's your seven houses. People focus on that it's around the passive it's around the passive income and ultimately having seven free and clear houses and i faster the light bulb comes on the faster to financial freedom okay that's the focus not the hundred
1: flip perfect perfect give us a good book recommendation i know you have your book that's coming out the freedom code what other book would you recommend for someone to read to inspire them give them more energy or some technical guidance yeah
2: I'm going to give three. Okay. You're going to have different audiences. I think people that don't understand, that, that, that are fairly new, they're still very new. I would say Three Feet from Gold. Okay. Three Feet from Gold by Sharon, Greg Reed, and or Sharon Reed, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I'm actually in that book at the very end. But okay. most of us are three feet from gold. The second one is if you're trying to build a real business, real estate business traction. Yep. By Gina Wickman. And then the third is selling because there's a sale in everything we do, even in marriage. I Absolutely. always say, if you don't know that there was a sale in marriage, you were probably the one that got sold. <laughs> there is a <laughs> sale and the best book, very simple, easy read. I've probably given out 2000 copies. is called Samurai selling. Okay. Samurai selling. And it's, it's, it's really relationship building and understanding that sales is a relationship and service and you service the seller and you understand that concept and build a solution to them, you will be massively rewarded. So those are the three books, not just one.
1: All right. All right. Sounds great. So Gary, before we go here, man, tell us how we can find you, how we can connect with you. Where can we go to learn more about you?
2: Realestateinvestor.com is Probably the easiest one. I have a podcast that's been running for about three and a half years. It's called realestateinvestor.com huddle. Okay. Real estate, and I've, we've been doing it. We'd probably release one or two modules a week. Simple lessons, a lot of the interviews from experts, but realestateinvestor.com huddle. And then, of course, I gave you the cell phone, and that will give everybody a free copy of the freedom code is i've been on my bucket list for a decade and people have said it's really been an amazing life changer for them that have read it so far
1: all right so there you go guys so you already know you can dial 925-320-0575 use the promo code marcus and that way you can get tons of free content and tons of free things from gary and then gary is also giving you the book the freedom code so You better use that number wisely so you can get what you need in order to get started or to advance your real estate investing career. So Gary, before we go, man, in parting, what is some words of inspiration that you can give someone that may be a little bit stuck or maybe in that pivot period and don't know what else to do next? You know, Henry
2: Ford has probably one of my favorite quotes. And he said, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And that's been highly inspiring for me and if you believe you can or you believe you can't
1: you're right there you go so guys it's all about that mindset it's all about that belief gary gave us some excellent tips on marketing uh really laid it out for you guys so you'll know what to do you got some free resources that's coming to you if you text that number i'm gonna make sure everything is in the show notes so if you're listening if you're 30,000 feet above in the air and you don't have YouTube to see us, you can always go down to uh, the show notes on the website to get that information. So Gary, I really want to appreciate you, man, for coming on. Thank you so much. You added some quality uh, content and some inspiration to myself as well as I believe our listeners.
2: Awesome, Mark. It was really great hanging out and with all of your loyal listeners. Look forward to meeting and possibly
1: servicing some of you with realestateinvestor.com. All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. Guys, you know what to do. You got the information, take action, take action, take action, get out there, find what you need and make sure you implement those things that you find. So always remember to enjoy the journey. All right, guys, that was Gary Boomershine, based out of California. I really touched on quite a bit about marketing. I didn't even know that the podcast was gonna go in that direction. I had some other questions, but I felt that the track that we was on was definitely beneficial for you. And Gary, I wanna thank you again for being on. So guys, take what Gary has provided, even the freebies, man, get out there and get that information, use it to your advantage. And when you do use that that code, Marcus, make sure you let the people know that you come in contact with. Thank you, because no one has to give you anything for free. So you get this content, don't just get it, harbor it, and don't use it. Make sure you get out there and use it. Marketing is important. Follow-up is important. Making sure you leverage everybody else's time is important. Make sure you um, get out there and do what you say that you're going to do with sellers is very important. Gary, touched on all of that. I want you to use this information that you receive for your own benefit. And then guess what? Once you benefit from it, share it with someone else like Gary and I are doing. So guys, you know what to do. It's Marcus again. I'm signing off. Thank you again for being loyal listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you do that. Go to youtube.com forward slash MRCS Maloney. If you're not a subscriber to the podcast, Always, always, always subscribe. If you like this content, give us a five-star rating and review. We definitely appreciate that. And then again, you can slide into my DMs. I respond, I respond. So you can reach me on Twitter at MRCS Maloney, Instagram at MRCS Maloney, YouTube at MRCS Maloney and Equity Realty and Investment. So guys, remember, take this information, use it, and always, always, always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at M. Maloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com. Also, youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.